from Lynchburg, Virginia. The Go Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Go Podcast. As always, your host Josh Smith is here, and along with Jacob Bear. How's it going? How's it going? And we have a special guest today, a long-awaited special guest, my good friend Matt Grady. What is up, the Goat Podcast? It's an honor. <laughs> I've heard a lot about it. Always wanted to be on it, so it's a pleasure that's to be here. That's true. Matt has wanted to be on it for a while. We're finally happy to have him on. So that's great to hear. I know Matt through a couple different ways. I know him one through he was my. I guess you were my boss in a way, Matt, for lacrosse <laughs> last year. I I guess you could say that. I don't know. We just worked together. He was the head manager. I was the assistant manager for men's lacrosse last year. And uh, we met each other two years ago before that when we both worked on the Caroline. Yeah. And um, yeah, Matt was a great, good friend, great guy to work with, really fun, made a system that was really awesome for us to work with. And uh, (laughs) the reason why Matt's on the show today is because this year he was part of the uh, student group and the leader of the Lunatics. And um, Matt, do you want to explain what the Lunatics are? Yeah. So... Uh, at Liberty University, uh, basically, we had long traditions of basically students not being super involved with our athletic department. And uh, it's been sort of an issue just getting students engaged. And um, it's just been like a whole athletic department like vibe that everyone's uh, been trying to change through different ways. And we just thought we came together as a group of students and we thought, that it would be a great opportunity for students to lead a group of people, a group of fellow students who really want to build hype around Liberty sports and make it fun and engaging and uh, just trying to do like fun projects to like show students that college athletics, like even though we go to a Christian school and it's a mid-major school that we can still have a good time and get rowdy at games. So uh, yeah, we had a, solid team on the lunatics this year and we've got to do some really cool things trying to get students involved so yeah so um i didn't really have any firsthand experience from it obviously like as an alum um i heard uh different stories from you all and uh you know jordan elliott's also a pretty good friend of mine Mm and i know he had had a big part in that as well and i was wondering like as far as the uh different things that you all implemented what made it so unique that like or from your opinion what makes it so unique that uh students really gravitated towards it this year so i would say it's been really cool having a super diverse leadership team Mm -hmm. and that's like what makes us so successful is that we have so many people who we have people on our team who are super passionate about sports from like the Jerry Jokers, like our super hype group right. to just average students who like would love to see sports start to grow. And so we were able to like actually capture the culture of Liberty students and what they wanted. Um, like for example, uh, our hall co- culture at Liberty is incredible um, from RAs and RSs. Um, all the students just really gravitate to doing things together as halls. So uh, as students, we were able to recognize that since we were a student-led group and we're able to reach out to halls. And uh, we even did like a hall basketball intramural game mm-hmm. where they could come out and support their own halls and just like be able to understand what students actually want and like make sport like at Liberty Athletic events like catered towards students for the first time. So that was really special getting to see that happen. That's really cool. That's a really cool idea. And um, 
I mean, the fact that like you have that you guys ended up with so many connections from what I've heard. Um, do you mind? Do you mention like? Uh, do you want to mention the different types of groups that you did connect with to make it larger, other than the halls? Oh, obviously, yeah. but um... so honestly, we could not have done this without a lot of people helping us out. Um, instead of just being like uh, unattached group of students, we were able to partner with like SGA and the Liberty Athletic Department. Uh, those were like the two main areas that we were in. Mm-hmm. So we got to meet with connections with like ian mccall our athletic director mm-hmm. who just absolutely loves the lunatics we got to meet uh constantly with Derek rocky who's our student body president um we got to work with intramural sports club sports um and honestly it was just for the first time lunatics were able to go to all different departments all these different people around campus mm-hmm. and start to build connections between them Cause it honestly surprised me like when I first started this job that it seemed like everyone was trying to accomplish the same goal, but they weren't talking to each other. Right. So like, for example, one thing that we implemented was uh, starting this past semester, we got the band and cheer and this dance group called the flamettes and then the lunatics all to meet together once a week and just game plan how we can work together like through music, through atmosphere, and creating hype environment environments for students. Mm. So, like, just like being able to tie everyone together and sort of be like that middleman, and like also be able to show all these people what students want, was a really special part of the Lunatics, and yeah. I hope it carries on for a while for sure. And I think yeah, it will. I think that's super important. Yeah. Um. Matt, you said you talked to a lot of different student groups that kind of come together, like the Jerry's Jokers and um, yeah. I guess even the band and the Flamettes. Shout out Alicia with the Flamettes, a good friend of mine, Mr. Cat for them. <laughs> um, how hard was that to kind of unite everybody? Because we've seen student groups kind of try to like raise up before, but they've always been kind of sectioned off with the people. How, how hard was it to unify everybody? Um, it's been interesting. I mean, there's a lot of different dy- dynamics that goes into every situation we go into. There were some super open groups. Um, like, for example, like the band has always wanted to be more involved. Um, being able to get the band involved was super easy. But then, like, there's more specific, like, other student-led groups. I'm, like, not going to mention their names or anything. But um, some student groups have their own ideas, their own agendas, and trying to get them to believe in the lunatics and that the lunatics, we aren't like some subgroup of students. We're a group that's all students. And that's, so we had to tie in all these different subgroups of students who all have their own separate agendas. And thankfully, like at the beginning, it was tough for sure. But thankfully throughout the year, they got to see all the work that the lunatics put in and, what we were, what opportunities we were giving them, being able to support them, whether it be like financially or just being able to get them the best seats in the house or just trying to serve them the best way possible. That really gave them trust in the lunatics to start to buy in towards the end of the season. And that's where we get like the final Liberty game where it seems like everyone's bought in together and it doesn't matter what subgroup you're from doesn't matter if you're a cool kid if you have never been to a basketball game right um it was just really cool seeing everyone just like bought in 
just supporting a Liberty team. Cause that's what we are at the end of the day is just Liberty students. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. That's one thing that I, you know, coming back for that game, that was so incredible for me to see. Cause I mean, my, my freshman year, I think we finished with, I think two or three wins in the big South mm. and, like, oh, there was hard. There was hardly any like student attendance. Um, there, it was not a good environment for the Vine Center at all. And you know, with with winning, like it definitely helped later on. But um, within the next couple of years after that, and uh, but I still felt like you know, there's something that needs to click here. Like it's it's an eight thousand seat arena. You have about yep. fourteen thousand students on campus it's all general admission there should be no point into and tickets are free so there's no reason why we can't uh pull in more students that are just you know interested in going to an event uh more or less you don't have to be a big fan and i think that's what the lunatics really honed in on from the outside looking in and seeing that result happen afterwards granted it was the ace on championship game so there's a little bit more of a pull for that compared to just a you know, a regular season game, but uh, that was super uh, yeah, motivating for me. And I mean, overall, just like one of the most encouraging things that we had was just even our regular season attendance um, this year, like once Lunatics started, it doubled, it over doubled by the end of the season. Wow. So seeing like, right. and we, we're coming off a year where we went two rounds in, into the NCAA tournament. Like we had an incredible year where we won the A-Sun last year. And I mean, I think it just shows like what the lunatics have done this year is that even after having a hype year, the year before the lunatics can come in and even double that hype in attendance. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool for us to see. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's and so I think awesome. what, and I think one of the things that played into the factor, not only the social media presence, which the lunatics had, which I thought was really good and the great team that was, uh, working around it is that they kind of tapped into like different promotions to kind of cater toward the Liberty fan base, which was huge. Like a lot of people just think of promotions as, Oh yeah, you get a t-shirt, you get to go, but they don't really think about the, uh, the types of things that um, people want. I think one of the best promotions I've ever seen was the friends, the friends theme night. Yeah. And I remember we were planning like the different theme nights. We had a spring break theme and America theme. And all these things are really, really cool. And then I remember someone was like, let's do a Friends theme night. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Friends, like, that's the overrated TV show. Like, why would you do a Friends <laughs> theme? Like, I'm, thinking self- I'm still thinking selfishly, like, Friends is not that funny of a TV show. It's kind of overrated. You're like, right. Like, that show You're right. personality trait. <laughs> I can rip on Friends all day, but I won't. But then, like, yeah. I took a step back and thought about it from the perspective of, like, the students. I'm like, wait, literally half the students here just binge watch Friends right. after yeah. they uh, finish classes. I mean, and I saw a t-shirt and it looked fire and everybody yep. wanted it. I so. mean, that was a learning experience for me as a leader for sure was I was in the same boat as you. And I'm like, I do not see how a friend's giveaway is going to be super relevant to a <laughs> bunch of students who are honestly way too young to be watching the show. Right. Like, right. And it was just sort of like our leadership team uh, decided that, Hey, it would be a good idea. And then, uh, honestly, it was easy convincing athletics because that was like, more around their time. And right. then uh, just coming up with the T-shirt design, it just clicked. And then honestly, yeah, just being blown away by uh, a promotion where students show up like an hour and a half early to a game just to get 
this friends t-shirt mm-hmm. and that's something that speaks on like the lunatics again is just being able to understand the culture and what students want to create hype environments yeah and uh one thing that was really cool seeing over the year was at the beginning of the year we had sort of like a cheesy promotion that we were doing uh where we were giving out spirit awards and spirit violations yeah. Because we noticed the problem on campus of students wearing like UVA gear, all these like state schools. And we really wanted to change that to where you walk around campus and you only see Liberty gear, like at big schools. And we handed out these awards for 20% off of the bookstore if you were wearing uh, an opposing team's jersey and 21% off if you were wearing a Liberty apparel. <laughs> and it was sort of a cheesy thing that we did, but just like throughout the year, we noticed that less and less people started uh, wearing other teams gear. And then uh, with a meeting with uh, Ian McCall that I had recently, he said that uh, sales of all Liberty apparel have been off the charts recently. I don't know the exact numbers, but they're selling out of all the Walmarts and all the local places. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's just been like, it's cool to see that like little cheesy things like spirit awards, spirit violations, and then handing out like cool Liberty gear, like the Liberty friend shirts Mm -hmm. is starting to change where like even what students wear and what students think is cool to like wear every day. And that's been really cool for the lunatics. Yeah, that's super cool. And it's all about, I mean, what I'm getting out of this uh, and what I think is important uh, in general is, is, is finding your market, you know what I mean? And, fi- and finding the, uh, the people that you're going to try to connect with. And I think it's yeah. like for Liberty students, like, I mean, I'll, uh, you know, defend this to the grave is that I think, I think Liberty students have the best like spirit or like, uh, athletic spirit in the state of Virginia. Um, I've traveled mm-hmm. to a bunch of other schools. I'm, I'm in grad school at UVA and, and all these other things. And I, I've seen other, students wear a bunch of different college gear from all these other places and it's you know it's it's definitely not a unique situation that liberty has but um i think liberty has the most students wearing liberty gear than any other like even over like uva and uva just won a national championship last year two of them so yeah um it's pretty wild to see just like the type of uh like impact that uh i guess you all have made because i mean i always like I, I can't stand the excuse of uh like oh well students just don't care I, I wish we had students that cared about sports it's just not that's not true for any yeah. uh collegiate environment you you just have to find the market you have to find what appeals to your student body and uh if you're not doing that you're not you know working hard enough and you're not you know mm. trying to find a resolve an issue but uh, i love that i mean that's something that we saw um like all the people who have been traditional uh, around Liberty, uh, a lot of them had given up on students and mm-hmm. saying like um, Liberty students just will never be able to cheer uh, hard for their sports teams. They'll never be able to stand up. Yeah. They'll never be able to be rowdy. But the thing is like going around campus as like, as a fellow student and seeing like what all of our other students want, I believe this at every school, all these all these kids, they want to cheer for their sports. Right. They want to get rowdy. They want to be involved. They right. just don't have the opportunity to have that happen in a comfortable setting or in a natural setting. 
And that was one of like Lunatic's main goals is to be able to like take that energy that they already like, they want to party, they want to have a good time over their Liberty sports. We just need to like make it a culture where everyone is doing it so they can be comfortable coming out of their shells. 100%. 100%. And we both, we all three of us know through sport management classes, a lot of marketing isn't just saying, hey, there's a crazy promotion and stuff like that. Yeah. It's knowing their audience. Yeah. And like in some ways, it seems like that, like Liberty, like in some ways, it seemed like that the traditionalists at Liberty had failed to know their audience. They didn't really know what the kids really wanted nowadays. Like they played the same, like we just look at the music that's played. Granted, we all have, we all know about licensing rights. You can only play certain songs, mm-hmm. but every time stamp they played the same old songs and different songs got old. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times in the office we joked about saying football needs to get rid of we we've hit turbulence so many times. <laughs> the same song we've been using for the past like three or four or five years, yeah. and it's kind of getting old at this point. But um, definitely knowing your audience helps. And I think it's good to have the student's perspective of the lunatics to help athletes know your audience and know what they want to achieve. So Matt, you're sure. you're a sport management grad or major. I- I am a sport management major. Oh man, yo, the yeah. brotherhood. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, pipeline keeps coming. <laughs> so, Matt, since you're a sport management major, just stepping away from the lunatic talk for a little bit, what do you want to do after you graduate? <laughs> um, so through lunatics, I've sort of discovered a passion of mine, mm-hmm. which I really love fan experience. Um, mm-hmm. my dream would be to work for like an NBA team doing fan experience. Um, I just like looking at all the ways around sports that like the reasons why I love sports and I have more of, I guess, an artistic look at sports. I would say I love looking at all the senses when a fan arrives at a sports stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, like showing up to a baseball game with a hot dog and the feeling of the chair that I'm sitting in when it's hot outside, Right, the Mm -hmm. smell of the cut grass and (laughs) I just love like everything that can go into it. Like if it's an NBA game, the lighting, the music, the, all the small things that just make sports incredible for fans to show up to. And I would really love to work for an NBA team doing fan experience for sure. Do you have any like, uh, like preferences for an NBA team at all? Or would you just be like, no, just give me any one and I'll do it. Just, just give me anyone, dude. For sure. I have a recommendation for you. You gotta go. You gotta go to Miami. Miami. Miami's like the like. I've been to a couple NBA games. I've been to a couple Hornets games, Wizards games, uh, this and the other. And uh, I went to a Miami game over January when you know didn't really matter as far as like playoff implications are concerned or anything like that. And uh, that was a college like atmosphere. Like they were mm. so loud. And like people were energized. It was like a Wednesday afternoon game, <laughs> and it was it was pretty great. So I think if you're looking for a blend between somewhere between professional athletics, and I I think because the problem is with the NBA, there are a lot of teams where it's just like I'm there for you know the beer and the food and like a basketball game, and like I'm just gonna yeah. sit in my seat and just enjoy or whatever, see a couple of celebrities or whatever, depending on the area that you're in. And then you have, you know, other places like uh, Oklahoma City or Miami or uh, like Utah or any like that, that are just like, I'm here for the game. I'm here to be loud. Um, And, you know, I might be here for the beer and food as well. And you might have a couple of fans that are like in the blend between that. But that's kind of where I see Liberty right now and just like college athletics in general. 
um, is that kind of environment. So my recommendation for yeah. you is, is to look out for Miami fan experience because they do a great okay. job. I'll look it up for sure. That's awesome. Um, let's see. What else can we ask? So you grew up in the Atlanta area, Matt, for those of you who don't know. Do you have any of these any of the Atlanta teams at all or no? Oh, for sure. I would any Atlanta team I would be happy going to. I love all Atlanta yeah. sports, Atlanta United, Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Braves, and even the old Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> I wish they were still here. Yeah, yeah. R. I. P. D. Atlanta Thrashers. Um, have you been to an Atlanta United game? I have. Yeah. That is what is that atmosphere like? Oh, it is unbelievable. Um if you would have asked me, like, I believe, like, four years ago, three years ago, when we didn't have a team, I would have thought you were crazy to bring soccer to Atlanta just because I personally had never really seen that culture. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was honestly incredible just how they started with their first game. I think it broke the attendance record. It did. And that just – I think it just created FOMO uh, throughout the entire city of wow this is a real thing and this is something like off day one like something that we can get behind and like as like a lot of atlanta sports they're very like mediocre fan base like it's just like you said sit back have a beer see some celebrities at like a hawks game but for the first time atlanta had something to be rowdy with and i mean it helps that we have a good team and it's just the fan experience there is unbelievable it's so cool to watch. Yeah, I saw a video a while back when I was actually working for a, soccer, a local soccer team back in Baltimore. And we kind of studied how like Atlanta did things and how they built right into the artistic culture of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And the reason why the team was so successful is because it embedded itself in the city's culture and got local celebrities involved. They put yeah. soccer fields in urban areas, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Atlanta just does it right when it comes to soccer and stuff like that. At- and they're, they're really involved in touch, in touch with their fans. That's That's the biggest thing is that I mean, they'll bring people that only Atlanta people would know, and they'll put them on a big platform, and it's just like it unites the mm-hmm. city. Right. Sure. I mean, Atlanta united, but it's it's really cool. Another idea sure. that I'm thinking of is, you know, some of these professional organizations, they hire private consultants, like these different organizations <laughs> to come in and kind of remodel the kind of fan experience that they have or just like the marketing aspect of it. Um, I would look into the, some of those as well. Um, I know a lot of those, uh, the one that I'm thinking of right now is not necessarily for fan experience. It's more for like ticketing, but, uh, I'll shoot you a link later on. Those, those are pretty incredible. And from what I've heard, just the stuff that you've done too, it's, it's more about like changing the culture too. And I feel like, um, having that opportunity would be super helpful as well. Yeah, I would be extremely interested right. in that. I got you, man. I got you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, what else can we ask? All right, so going back a little bit more, you started with lacrosse. You want to talk about the transition from, like, managing a lacrosse team to going to fan engagement Yeah, a little bit? Yeah, so I've sort of had, like, a crazy experience just being at Liberty. Um, so – I came from playing college basketball and college track my freshman year at a small D3 school. And then my first first day that I got here, it was my first sport management class with Blosser. Um, and I remember Caroline, who was me and Josh's boss, came into my very first sport management class. 
and basically pitched a job for lacrosse. And I'm like, well, I need a job and I'll apply for it and see what happens. And so I ended up working that whole year. Me and Josh worked together uh, and I was an assistant working below Caroline. And then the next year I had the opportunity to become head manager, which was super cool getting to work with club sports and seeing how um, Liberty does club sports because it's super unique. We treat it more like a division three NCAA program more than the club sport. Probably a D2 at this point, honestly. I mean, honestly, you're right. I mean, with all of our facilities and coaches and even talent being one of the best lacrosse programs uh, in the nation, it was super cool getting to see that whole experience and getting to do like game day operation stuff with uh, club sports. And I mean, Josh knows a lot about it. He knows just as much as I do. Yeah, we, we kind of just – we don't really talk about it that much in the podcast, but I guess we can kind of break this down a little bit, and we're going to get Sarah Stapleton on. Oh, that would be huge. couple weeks. She's awesome. About, yeah, she's awesome. Great great manager, great friend of mine, and, yeah, great person to work with. Um, so I guess we kind of explain it a little bit. So the difference between, like, our club sports and, like, other schools' club sports, like Matt said, is that Liberty does club sports a lot differently. It's a whole basically D3, D2 production. Yep. There's a video board. There's a PA announcer. There's fans. There's, there's um, flames. Flame, there's literal flames shooting out when we score. There's music. There's a game truck. Those games are televised on ESPN Plus for people to catch. So this yep. is a huge production. Like the day before, the managers get there. So myself, Matt, and I would probably get there maybe – three or four or five hours earlier before the game even starts. Yeah. And since it is club sports, there is little to no, like, game operation staff, like, yeah, for basketball and facilities. So the managers, for our job, at least, for lacrosse, take care of everything. Yeah. So not only are we doing jerseys uh, for the team and everything, we're getting jerseys ready, we're getting water ready, we're getting equipment ready if need be. Setting up benches um, outside, apparel shop. Yeah, the pro shop. Um probably helping LFSN with some stuff that they need us to. We're welcoming the opposing team, welcoming the referees, showing them to their locker rooms, yeah. giving them uh, like itineraries and stuff for the game day production, making sure it's running smoothly. Yeah. And after that, we have to set up the field for warm-ups. And then by the game time starts, we're kind of just like either handing out water or working a clock or shot clock or something like that, yeah. which is literally the easiest part about game for game days is um, once the game starts. Once the game starts. And then for like an hour and a half, two hours, we get to work on that. And then we have to break down everything, clean up the whole field, and get everything uh, get everything set for um, next game of the weekend or shut everything down. Yeah. So it's a lot that goes into it. It's honestly probably an eight- or nine-hour day just for the lacrosse game. It's, it's super cool to see, like especially for me and Josh and Sarah and Caroline, who's worked it. Um, for a sport management student, honestly, it's some of the best experience you could have. Exactly, because um, you're literally like you're getting to see uh, game day operation stuff like you're taking care of like 40 players who all have special requests, getting to right. welcome teams and referees and getting to do all these cool experiences. And like our women's lacrosse, they have a much smaller production and they're an NCAA D1 team and yep. they have three managers to help them out. But for us, it was one head manager, and we, and the head manager is the only one that gets paid. Right. So, so for example, Matt would get paid and get gear and stuff like that, 
and Sarah and I would like kind of volunteer whenever we could. We didn't have class, but Sarah and I would also be there like every day, probably yeah, just as much as Matt would. You're be. trying to throw yeah. Matt under the bus right so, now? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm just trying to explain. All right, let me. I didn't, I didn't want to explain it at all. I was just trying to explain the situation that like we give a lot and don't really gain a whole lot in return. Yeah as far as like compensation like monetarily yeah we love the experience and we love the guys and i think we would do it 10 times out of 10 but like it's not like we're getting paid to work these long days and stuff like that yeah for at least for the assistant manager job the head manager does get paid and i let i let sarah and josh know and they know how much they helped me when i work i could not do it without them for sure i think that's important in college athletics too is to let uh especially like student managers and student interns know that like their work is entirely like appreciated. And that a lot of the stuff that happens on behind the scenes are done by student interns and a lot of the operations could not get done um, without them. So hundred uh, percent, like I totally agree that it's, it's important to um, make that known. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to go back to talk about the uh, lunatics in the game on Sunday? Because I think that was the best. Like, unfortunately, with different cir- with circumstances of going the way they are right now, that's probably the last live sporting event we will attend for a good while or mm-hmm. see for a good while. Yeah. And honestly, that's the last game I watched for a couple months. Like, I, I mean, it still sucks. And I'm still mourning listening to Marvin <laughs> that there's no sports for a couple weeks. <laughs> but um, that was a great environment, dude. And I know, like you were probably proud of that, Matt, that you got to build, like, build that. Because that place was packed, and it was loud. Yeah, it was crazy. And I definitely want to say that this was definitely not uh, necessarily my doing or all lunatics doing. I mean, athletics was great building up to this. And then just the whole school uh, pitched in to make this environment incredible. Um, Like, one of the things that we did, for lunatics, we reached out to Miss Falwell, uh, the wife of our school president, and we asked her if we could close down basically all campus recreation. And she she closed down all like the gym, the like snowflex, all these things yeah. around campus. She even went a step further and closed down all dining <laughs> locations. Right. So, so no one could eat. You literally, you, you literally couldn't eat. Yeah. You couldn't have fun unless you were at this game. That's so, so wild, man! Oh my gosh! If I if that I was, had pitched that to athletics like two years ago, oh my gosh, that was like, no way. But that's that's so that's so incredible that that was able to work out. And I mean, what a way to pull people in. You know what I mean? Like you're really just like yeah. pigeonholing them at that point and putting them in a funnel. And like you know, it turned out perfect. Everybody stood for the entire game, which was. Wow! Right, even parents did, which is insane. Yeah, and I mean, shout out to Miss Becky, Miss Becky Falwell, for she loves the lunatics Mm -hmm. and like putting the trust into us to let us do that. And we were definitely scared because we know how some students (laughs) would react to that, getting mad that we're closing down campus. But thankfully, our lunatic leadership team, once we got students in there, we were. A, they did a fantastic job of just getting everyone hype from the right. very first second. So it made people lose that anger a little bit and be able to celebrate our incredible basketball team. 
and they deserve it because that team played really, really well out the jump. The place was rocking the whole game. It was insane. And that's one of the things that, sure. that Matt and I <laughs> talked about before uh, we started recording was I think it's important to – I mean, this is not the way that any of us wanted it to go as far as the tournament is concerned. But uh, a way to close it out to uh, have the last game in the Vine Center – the 30th win on the 30th anniversary, like ending it out on that, like mm-hmm. winning an ASUN championship, having the students storm the floor, um, going out in that way. I don't know if you can write a better story other than that. Um, so that's right. I, I mean, a, a sweet 16 appearance would have been great, but that's never guaranteed. And um, one thing that we can see is, you know, what happened last weekend, and that that was just incredible enough for me, in my opinion. Looking back on it now, I I want to make some Liberty National Champion <laughs> T-shirts. That'd be great. I mean, we are the national champions. Yeah, of the that's A-Sun. true. The hey. national champions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we had. I think we would have won. Yeah, so we should make some shirts because we yeah. got we got wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, everybody got wrong. It's a shame you won't get to see Caleb, Mayo, and Georgie. Yeah, and for Scotty sure. Um, locker room yeah. access is a it's another like uh, similar. I don't know if it's similar to the Lunatics, but it's it's like a uh, like a message board site for UVA. That's that's kind of up and coming, and they put up a, like a bunch of like uh, different clothing too. So they have like a bunch of like streetwear items, like you know fake like off-white gear or whatever being able to find, like uva yeah. stuff yeah and uh, i'm actually wearing the sweatshirt right now but uh they just came out with a shirt today that's like reigning champions or something like that 2020 because of last year which is pretty oh, cool, that's but, funny. Uh, oh that's pretty nice yeah i mean obviously not any of the outcomes that we wanted but uh i want to see if any schools like really hone in on that um of like kind of pull like a UCF kind of style to it where it's like, Oh, well, you know, yep. we didn't have the yep. opportunity to play. So I guess we're national champions. So, uh, I mean, we are technically yeah. national champions of the A. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, James, there anything Gosh. else you wanted to ask um, real quick? Ah, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I can ask. Like, I mean, you don't really know my backstory, Matt, but I, I worked in fan experience of promotions at Liberty. So like I have that a little bit of experience of, yeah. of fan engagement. Um, but I think, do you think that uh, it was just like a right place, right time scenario for the lunatics? Or do you think like if this was implemented, uh, I don't know, too, are, are you a senior? Okay. So if this was implemented, I, I don't know, your sophomore year of college, like, do you think it would have had the same impact or, like, and, and been to the same degree as what it is now? Or do you think it was, like, everything just kind of collided at one point and this is where we are and it and it turned out well because of that? So, um, it's a question mm-hmm. I think about a lot. Um, thankfully, I think it definitely was. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of both. This year, thankfully, we've had an incredible sport outcomes for Liberty, right. uh, making the cure right. bowl, winning the cure bowl, uh, making it to the NCAA championship, winning the a sun, and then countless other sports that were extremely successful made it the right place, right time to start lunatics. And I couldn't ask for a better year to start it, but also I would say 
I wish this mm-hmm. would have been started earlier. And I think it's time that it should. Like, it's about time that this has happened. And I think that it would have had success, like, my sophomore year, two, three years ago, because I still believe that students wanted – they've always had the desire to – get behind athletics and cheer and be rowdy it's just they haven't had the opportunity but it definitely has made it so much easier on us to make it supernatural right for these students to cheer for these teams and to get behind it and get behind lunatics so to answer your question it's a little bit of both and i'm definitely thankful that we've had such a great year yeah Winning what an as incredible well. answer. Oh my gosh, you're ready. You, you've taken sport commoner. Yeah, so. <laughs> we all we all passed up to the Let's go. Um, dude, thanks, Matt. Um, I I gosh, there's so many things we could probably ask you, but like we can also dude, we're gonna get you on again sometime. You're just such a great guest to have. Yeah, hopefully I would love to be on again. Maybe even even if it's after football season and maybe you're working for an NBA team, we'd love to have you on at that point in time too. So yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I can always talk I can always <laughs> hey, talk there you go. management, that's for sure. Dude, you're you're more than welcome <laughs> on anytime you want to come on. Let's go. Um oh my gosh, dude. I'm trying to think. I guess oh no, you said something about uh merchandise early on. Those jerseys, the uh, white throwback jerseys. Oh yes. That was one of the best sure. decisions they made Sally. That was one of the first lunatic, uh, like that was over the summer. Like that was still mm-hmm. an idea that we had yeah, to do that's retro great. jerseys. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Liberty brought them out and students loved it. And we've never had mm-hmm. really jerseys that we could sell to right. students. And then I mean, shout out to like groups like the Jersey Boys too. Yep, shout they, out to the Jersey Boys. Yeah, they bought uh, jerseys and just made it a thing around campus that. It's super cool to wear, and I mean, right. they're—I yeah. mean, I have my own, and I love it. So they're not. Then the thing is, you know, people love it because they're not. <laughs> yeah. they're about that, is those Liberty Bookstore? Yeah, prices. they. <laughs> yeah, and if you use a coupon, the twenty-one off for the Spirit Award coupon, they're like eighty-three dollars, <laughs> so it's still a chunk of change. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, thanks. Oh, we got to dude. We got to get football jerseys. We got to get football jerseys with the uh patch. Oh, the patch That's a good idea. Hey, hey, we'll plan it, Josh. We'll meet up. You got it. We'll definitely replan it. It's fun being on that team. <laughs> like I said, it's fun being on the team, and we're thankful that you're the leader of the lunatics. And like, yeah. hey, we'll see how far the ship goes. Right. Thank you, Matt, so it. much. And uh, yeah, please I'll, come I'll back in. Thank, thank you, guys. Man. All right, thank I'll you see all for you. listening. Yep. All right. <laughs> that was a great interview. That was a great that was, interview. That was awesome, man. So for those of you who don't know, I guess we're going to put this first. Are we or no? This will be second. This will be second. Okay. Never mind then. So I guess you guys already heard the interview with Matt. <laughs> um, holy crap, Jacob. We went from having something great to talk about to having literally our worst nightmare. There's nothing to talk about. There, There is stuff to talk <laughs> about today, but like, what about next week? Yeah. So, in case you've been living under a rock for the past 48 hours, everything's canceled. We have no hope. The coronavirus is going to kill us all. And it wiped out all. <laughs> and, worse, and worse than us dying, worse than us dying, it wiped out all of sports. Yeah. I mean, I heard you coughing earlier, man. You all right, bro? How yeah, you doing? I've been coughing throughout the interview. There? I'm fine. It's just allergies <laughs> going around for me. And I'm yeah. not, I don't have, as of now, 
I do not have the coronavirus. It's I mean, just nah, allergies. I'm joking around. You actually have coronavirus, but that'd be wild. I still you have a strong immune it. system. You'll be good. Exactly. Like hockey fan, I'll just fight through it if I did have it. Yeah, exactly. You're a hockey guy. Hockey um, guy. But, oh, but everything's yeah. canceled. It's it's hard. It's definitely hard, um, especially with you know having a job here in sports as well. And yeah, what are you gonna do for your job? Are you still getting paid? Um, so I'll come into work. Um, we haven't really figured out the specifics yet. Um, all spring sports and winter sports are suspended indefinitely. Um, if you all don't know, within uh, Virginia athletics and pretty much nationwide at this point, um, a lot of schools are ending up going to be uh, indefinitely suspended and that makes my job a little bit more difficult because I have to film athletic events so I guess I'll be I guess I'll be doing a lot of editing from this past year um, and getting ready for this upcoming 2020-21 season Um, uh, what if you film frat events say that again would you film like frat events? <laughs> that's not. Like that? Yeah, that's that's not my category, and uh, yeah, right. I I think. Uh, well, I mean, students are supposed to stay home, so it's it oh, really? it wouldn't even be a uh, scenario. Yeah, so uh, I'm all of my classes got moved to online, and um, yeah, so that's it's a little tricky when you have capstone um, this semester. So I'm trying to figure that one out as well, and uh, a lot of. Uh, pieces need to just come together but you know I've been doing some praying <laughs> it's all going to turn out well but yeah as, as far as uh, the 2020-21 season this does give us a lot of time to prep for that it's going to be an incredible year um, I'm looking forward to it um, and I, I just I'm very disappointed as far as um, a lot of the fourth years that are most likely going to be unable to return. Um, yeah. And uh, that's, that's just very disheartening. I mean, you know, one of my guys, Mamadi, Mamadi Diakite, um, he had 997 points leading up to the ACC tournament game tonight. And he definitely would have had 1,000 tonight. But, um, you know, that's just tough. That is tough. But I don't know. I don't know where we'll see. I mean, this is – unprecedented so maybe the ncaa will do something uh drastic as far as that's concerned as far as eligibility is concerned but um that would be pretty incredible to see yeah it's a really tough situation and i just felt for like a lot of different people as i heard the news come in so um i think i'm trying to go down the timeline of my day what i heard what i heard stuff i heard that uh all the tournaments canceled their major tournaments for um the Big Ten ACC and all those catch their conference tournaments for basketball. I was like, okay, that kind of stinks for bubble teams. Like, we won't get a Cinderella story this year going on the run and then going into the tournament. That kind of stinks. And I thought, all right, they're going to play it indoors, uh, leave behind closed doors so no fans will get to go, which sucked because I know Matt was playing a trip for the Lunatics to go wherever we were going to get stationed at. Right. But I'm thinking, okay, we're still going to have the tournament. It's going to be weird playing in silence, but uh, we're still going to have it, and that's still good. Then you hear more and more reports of, like, the NBA canceling because of the two players, one of the main, Donovan Mitchell, uh, contracting the virus. And you're like, okay, this is getting really serious. Then the NBA canceled. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. It's only going to get worse. Like, what's next? And then I heard rumors that the NHL was going to cancel, of course, a day after me and my friend buy tickets to go to a Cavs game next week. Um, 
that sucked. And like, okay, no hockey. Hockey's postponed until further notice. At least we'll probably get the Stanley Cup playoffs eventually. And then I heard March Madness is not postponed, which I thought was the right move, but canceled. And we know this because we studied this, but uh, that's a billion dollars gone for the NCAA in one year. Like, a lot of people don't know this, but bowl games don't really pay for uh, NCAA athletics and football and stuff like that. March Madness pays for everything. And that's not just D1. That's D2 and D3 athletics as well. So the whole course of college athletics is going to change because of no March Madness. And I hear stories about, oh, yeah, we're just going to cancel the season for all spring sports. Yeah. And this is right after the whole Ivy League pulled out of their lacrosse. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, their spring sports schedule. And in their lacrosse team, five out of the top, three out of the top five schools in lacrosse were Ivy League schools. And they're playing some of the best lacrosse I've seen in a long time. And that sucks. And then I got word that Liberty Hockey canceled their season. And my heart broke for them because I'm friends with a lot of those seniors. They have a lot of seniors on the team. Guys like Josh Hamilton, Victor Bloomberg, uh, Baz, uh, Reynolds, and Chade and Robert and Roberts and all those guys, all good friends of mine, won't get a senior season. They have the best season in Liberty Hockey like history. And they were going for a national championship. Um, women's hockey – uh, we know that they've won two national championships back to back. They were going for their third, and now like my friends like Shannon and Danica and them won't get a chance to go for a three peat. And like some of those people are seniors, and they won't get to graduate. They're graduating, and they won't get the chance to compete. Mm-hmm. And I really hope lacrosse doesn't go through that because I've worked with this team for four years. I love the this team. Like like I said, I just like you just heard with the interview with Matt. I don't really get paid for this. It's just something I do out of like love and admiration and this might be one of my last years my, my last semester with the team and like i probably won't get to work a lacrosse game anymore i won't get to work a midnight game this year probably if they cancel the season granted their spring break trips just closed so like we're still hoping hopeful but um if things do turn out for the worst like lacrosse is gone and they have national title implications the best team in history for lacrosse men's lacrosse and liberty history and 13 seniors graduating so my heart breaks for them, and it's a lot. And, um, yeah, I know, like, we talked to a lot of former athletes that got the stop playing. Like, I know Merm, she was a former athlete. Jenny, for the last interview, she was a former athlete. And in a way, they got to go out on their own terms, and even though they, they, they said they even struggled with it. So I can't imagine not being able to go out on your own terms for a sport you love. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like I said before, like, this is unprecedented territory. Uh, the last time, uh, you know, there wasn't an NCAA men's basketball champion was 1939. Um, and I think, or I don't know if that was NCAA, but uh, a, a, a national champion of some sort was 1939. And um, it's just wild to see. It, it, we're in unprecedented territory, so we'll see where uh, those kind of um, – eligibility concerns end up being um but there's just a lot to process and yeah for sure i think i mean this is more than college athletics this is what i want to really hone in on like it's it's important about you know having healthy people stay healthy and having six people sick people get the help that they need and um you know overall I think it was important to cancel. I, I would have loved to postpone the tournament, but as far as, um, you know, the, the safety of the student athletes and the logistics and everything like that, I just don't know if that would have been able to work out. But 
um, yeah, it's it's not it's not a fun time right now. Obviously. It's not, and it sucks. Yeah, and it's okay to mourn the loss, like because we think of sport as an escape. Like it's well, it's more than an escape. It is an escape for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So for like a lot of people, they have work like really hard jobs, and they like their only like escape is kind of like sport. And now that's gone for till further notice. And I know like that's hard for a lot of different people. So that's when you guys just try to stay in there, try to fill up other activities, try to find other ways to get your escape or like kind of relax, stuff like that. We will get through this all though. Yeah. 100%. And obviously like there are bigger things out there, more important, like people being healthy and everything. So 100%. Yeah. All right. Bud. Uh, anything else you want to add? Cause like I can close here with the tweet I read from our former guest, Mar, which kind of sums up a lot of the stuff we just talked about. If you want. Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't have anything. All right, so Merm, one of again one of the best guests we've ever had on this show. She <laughs> talks about uh, this as a retired athlete. This is a tweet from Merm. Uh, as a retired athlete, my heart goes out to all the athletes that are suffering through these shocking cancellations, especially seniors. Your hard work and sacrifice does not go unrecognized. I'm covering you all in prayers right now during this tragic time, and I guess we can we will definitely second that notion as well um, because we know it's tough for everyone affected by it. And um. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I don't know about you, but I still plan on having a show, Jacob, next week. What about you? Oh, yeah, man. Let's let's do it. Yeah, we'll still record. We'll still provide you guys with a lot of entertainment um, for the upcoming weeks. Uh, we still have a lot of great interviews lined up. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of guests coming on. Uh, like we said, we teased the Sarah Stapleton interview coming up in the next couple weeks. Oh, yeah. One of the current managers for uh, Mims Across the Law for me and one of my coworkers for the GSA spot and a good friend of mine. SEVT Conference Case Cup champion. That is true. <laughs> SEVT Conference Cup champion. <laughs> Case champion. Well, I cannot talk today. Case champion. It's all right. Hopefully, a future UVA yeah. Hopefully, a future UVA employee. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. But yeah, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, As always, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. All right. See you guys. See you.